This episode of My Feminine Heart was filmed on location at Rise Beauty Company, a transgender-friendly spa and salon in York, Pennsylvania. Welcome back to another podcast of My Feminine Heart. I am your host, Cassandra Storm, and we are here again with image consultant, Lindsay Taub. Lindsay, Hi. thank you for coming back to the show. Thanks for having me again. So um, Lindsay and I were just talking about the first two podcasts that we did, and in the first podcast where we introduced Lindsay, we talked about color. Mm -hmm. And just off camera, Lindsay was like, oh, that little outer rim of your eyes, there's like color. We all have that color. She's like, that's a color that you wear. Yep. And that color is different for everybody. Yep. And in the second podcast that we did, we were talking about uh, face uh, geometry and how that factors into patterns that we wear. Mm -hmm. And when we were having that conversation, Lindsay didn't realize that I had freckles, but she sees the freckles now, yep. <laughs> which are tiny little inset patterns on my face, mm -hmm. which also plays into like why I can wear like a smaller, tinier inset pattern. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if you haven't heard the first two podcasts, those were things that we talked about and definitely like recommend listening to them because uh, everything that you share is so fascinating. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like your knowledge is incredible. I appreciate that. And today what I'd like to talk about, um, and I think it's going to be really special for our listeners because so many of them are in the process of discovering what is the best hair shape for them mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about hair shape and style and how that affects like how you look in your yeah. overall image and how that affects your clothing perfect right oh, oh. absolutely hair is crucial <laughs> so um first and foremost i will always tell anybody although i have a great understanding of hair face shape color i will always leave it up to your professional hairstylist. This is something they do day in, day out. They have the best knowledge of wherever their education came from, from a hairstyling perspective. And as we've said That's in other podcasts, full, like, go to the pro. Go to the pro. Absolutely. I, I can definitely give you tips and tricks and explain, explain, excuse me, certain things, but I will always leave it up to a professional hairstylist. That is what their bread and butter is. That is not a hundred percent of what I do, but you know, I can certainly lead somebody in the right direction. Well, and I, I would love to take a moment to thank this episode's sponsor. We are filming on location at Rise Beauty Company in York, PA. So if beautiful you, salon, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's a, it is. It's it's gorgeous. It's a full service salon and spa. Mm -hmm. um, it is one hundred percent transgender friendly. I have brought clients here to get taken care of before photo shoots. I've had clients come in from out of state to come and get styled here wow yes so That's if awesome. you are looking for a transgender friendly stylist who will work with you I mean this studio the owner is my bestie uh -huh. and um, one of the things that she's done is I have clients who are not fully transitioned who are very nervous to yeah. walk into a place before they've been styled one of the things that they have done for my clients is they will open the doors early and lock them back up and That's only wonderful. allow what that client in here all by themselves 
so wow. that they do not feel like they are integrated in the rest of a salon with people who might spy on them before they are fully made up. Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. Yep, and they have places where you can change and, like, you know, utter privacy. Um, or you can be here with everybody in the hustle and bustle of a spa and salon. So wow. it's whatever your comfort level is. I recommend the salon just aesthetically alone. It's gorgeous. And then to <laughs> just know that, I mean, who wouldn't want to come here, quite honestly? Yeah, and I love it. So I mean, I get it. <laughs> If I lived closer, I would probably be coming here too. Yeah. Well, and so we have you here today. Yes. I'm so excited. I know we've got some gorgeous hair we pieces do. that we can we look do. at. So, so from <laughs> to look at hair, not mm -hmm. from the eyes of a stylist, right. but to look at hair from the eyes of an image consultant, right. what can you tell us? So what I will always say is be mindful that we are in 2019, about to go to 2020. So all the hairstyles that are big or that mm -hmm. were bigger for us growing up in the 80s, the 90s, you don't need to go that big because a lot of misconceptions that I've been hearing is that the bigger the hair, it's going to reduce my body shape. Really? That is the very opposite of what you're accomplishing. See, everything I, is big. Yeah, I've never thought to. that. Like I, I think never the did too. bigger the hair, the bigger everything looks. Exactly. So if you are trying to lessen the shoulder width, you don't need to go bigger hair. You need to go more neutral in your hair and not so high on the crown. It just it has to sit as much as can um, as much as you can rather to like how it sits on my head. It's it's flatter to the head. It's your your hair is stunningly gorgeous. Oh, thank you. And thank it's you. like from a distance, you think it seems kind of simple. Like you just have this it's beautiful a very simple, simple bob. cut. Very you know, but it's more flattering. It's flat. Because I have a rounder face shape, and you can see, here we go, this will be easy. I have a rounder face shape, and because of that, I don't want any layers to hit at my jaw, because my goal is to elongate my face shape, Okay. right? Mm -hmm. So I my layers start right underneath my chin, because that gives the illusion of lengthening your face. Perfect example, you are wearing your hair up. You yes. have a very petite face which is great, but if you want to add a little bit more length to it, because people do, people do it all the time, and you know, it changes um, the way your face looks inadvertently, you are lengthening by putting your hair up. And that's purposeful. And Absolutely. Then, um, and it's, if you see other podcasts of mine on hair, if you see pictures of me, uh, you'll see in the other podcast, I'm almost always wearing my hair down. But this is narrowing your face with the hair up. I know, Sorry. and I, but no, but yeah. I, I always feel like I'm, I've got that pull because I love the way this looks the best. Mm -hmm. But I think I have all this big hair, and it's gorgeous. You have but stunning it's, hair. And yeah, you can't see it right stunning, now, but it's stunning, thick, beautiful, voluminous hair. But it, like, if I wear it down, I'm like, it makes me feel short and fat. Well, because it's a lot. Yeah. You have a lot of hair going on, which is why you could feel that way. So actually, like a lot of times when I get styled, like I still try to rise up. Like mm -hmm. I try to make like a bump at the top of my head yeah. with my hair so that it has more of that elongation. Right. It's, you're elongating and you're, um, you're narrowing your face shape. Yeah. So the ideal, most perfect face shape anybody and everybody wants is an oval. Okay. And it's a little bit broader in the um, forehead, and it starts to slim down, right? Mm -hmm. Think of Halle Berry. Perfect face shape. That is why every hairstyle that woman wears, 
compliments her without fail. Yeah, and I feel like she's one of the few people that really gets away with like that short Every, hair look. Oh, absolutely. It's so hard to get away it's with that so short hair look. Hard. And then you have to make sure that the actual head is like perfectly, perfect, yeah. <laughs> perfectly rounded. But so that's just a prime example of an ideal face shape. That well, is what you'd like. And I feel so. like so many of the people that I work with in the transgender community don't have that. No, so Most of my clients it's are M to an... F and they have broader jawline. Exactly. Lines. So what you want to do is you want to minimize the broader jawline. And depending on your face shape depends on the hairstyle that's going to do that. So for instance, I have right here a mid-length hair piece the side part. What's great about this is depending on how long or short your face is or how wide your face might be, this is going to complement you because again, if the layer is coming underneath the chin, it's going to um, elongate your your face. Especially it's going to splinterize it's because the hair Thank is good. But you want the hair to be coming in, you want not it. flared out. No, you definitely would like more of a narrowing effect. Yeah. Um, and then anything that's going, any part, you will see in this piece, excuse me, the part is a little to the side. Mm -hmm. That is going to have your eye or somebody's eye naturally look past your face and just goes right to the part. So again, it's creating an elongating look. Oh. So try parting your hair to the side. You might get the same effect, but having your hair down. Yeah, and I usually, when it is down, I usually do have a part like over here. Over to the side. Yeah. Exactly. And you're doing subconsciously what everybody would like to do to elongate or slenderize the face. So there's a difference for people, um, for depending on their face shape, if they want the part down the middle or the part down the side. Right. Okay. And bangs. That's, that's a whole, <laughs> whole different ballgame. Um, again, it goes to the proportion of the face. Is there a lot of um, forehead? And if there is, you want to again narrow that down a little bit and you that's where bangs come in i feel like bangs get really popular as you age as just a way to hide the the wrinkles yes yeah. oh absolutely it totally does but you have to be mindful that you are however however old you are mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that the cut it's stylized for you and you're not you know 18 version of you yeah there's so many different so ways many to different do ways. bangs exactly yeah I mean, oh, blunt bangs window bangs pick the bang asymmetrical asymmetrical something exactly. thinner something thicker mm -hmm. yeah there's there's a variety but that like that could yeah. be something else like not everybody can do zoe deschanel's bangs, no. but hers are amazing hers are fabulous i tried yeah it didn't work well. yeah i tried to it did not work no, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so for instance something like this it's now, going to be great, but I, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking, I actually have a client who mm -hmm. wears a hair just like this, mm -hmm. but I actually don't think it's the right hair for them. Because as I see this, it I'm like, oh my gosh, be. this looks like somebody I know. But that person, very muscular, very angular in the face, like very thin and petite in their face. Okay. So I, I feel like this makes them look thinner. It will absolutely will will thin out the face, but so if somebody does have a more um, defined jawline and more structure in their bone, mm -hmm. the bone structure, excuse me, you want to soften that. And to soften something like that, I would recommend more curl or bounce. Ooh. Like so, so, like this piece of that's here. That's what I was getting into. So this lovely lady 
has more That's volume gorgeous. at the bottom. So assuming your face stops here mm-hmm. and your jawline is right here and it's more of a defined jawline, more masculine jawline, you're going to feminize it with a soft curl. So you want to do the opposite of what your face has. So if you are working with angular lines, you need to soften them with curvature. And curvature would be something like this. And again, you want to elongate. Excuse me, she's falling. I have to hold her with this hand. Um, If you want to uh, elongate your face, um, this is how you're going to do it. It's very simple. And again, a soft, wispy bang Mm -hmm. would be nice because it's detracting from the broad forehead, assuming that there is one. I would, so it's a side swoop. I would think if somebody had like a long face and we wanted to soften it, maybe going wider would help. Absolutely. A little bit more if volume. You, if I unfortunately do not have another piece here. However, the longer, more narrow face, you want to create width on either side. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily the height. So don't get that misinterpreted. You want to make sure that you're creating an overall appearance without giving too much um, in length because you don't want to over dramatize perfect example Rachel Green from Friends in yes. the 90s mm-hmm. her face shape is more um, she's fuller in the cheek she does have a fuller if shape if you have seen her evolve over the show and in, in, in real life you will see that she was wearing layers right at the jawline that started just underneath mm-hmm. but came in and that created a narrowing effect to the Halle Berry face shape. Yeah. So it's all of the tips and the tricks and how to. You just have to be strategic. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that is. All right. So I feel like I kind of just to show like how dramatic it is, I'm thinking about actually taking my hair Do down. It. Absolutely. Like, I think I've got to. a pin in it. So if you Do see that. like right now, like why I like to go high. And thin with my hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll have, like, I come into Rise all the time and get styled. Like, or if I have, like, like if I'm going to a wedding or I need my hair pinned up, mm-hmm. I'm very particular that they make my hair as, like, tight, tight. against my head as possible. Like, yeah. I do not, like, even if my hair is up, I still don't like it to be wide. Okay. Um, and then here, let me see. Oh, I'm so excited. I love your hair. <laughs> I, like, it is, it's up in a ponytail for a reason. It's not style. <laughs> but, like, it's, I have big hair. And so there's an understanding. I'm five, like, I'm not even five three. I'm, like, barely there. Really? And I'm curvy. So it's, like, it's, like, I feel like when E.T. put the wig on. <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Like, that short, like, like, that old lady, like. So if you see, like, how wide I go. Oh, and here, let me see if I put if I part down the middle. Mm-hmm. And my part is down. It feels no, centered. It's your. You know what? You're close to. Ooh, I'm sorry. Hit that. It's okay. This would be your center. Okay, so we can show like what that would look like. Yep. Gorgeous. Oh, thank if you. I and this can... is straightened right now. Like I do have. This it's curly. Yeah, I straightened this. Gorgeous. Okay, so this is this is why I feel like it. Like it's widens a lot and of short. Hair. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of hair, and it does widen your face because yeah. it's so voluminous. However, you have a very petite face, and it's not a bad thing, and it's certainly complementary to you. Look, there is a reason why your hair is the way it is. That is how you were made. Okay. Okay. That is <laughs> yeah. like that's that is how you were made. So right, you so can never we... go wrong with your natural. That's first and foremost. And then. 
Here we go. We go oh my gosh. This. And like I'm literally getting my roots dyed tomorrow. So y'all are seeing all the gray. <laughs> that's love. That's love for the audience. If yeah, I've that's ever seen this it. Is sparkle. <laughs> the, you got to see my sparkle love. So, but automatically, and I will go right to the part, and that's further elongating. So if you look straight at the camera, everybody's able to see. You're looking at your face, and then you can see that there's a natural line right here. Mm -hmm. And that just subconsciously your eye goes to the part and it elongates your face shape well and i'll like i tell people we do because i'm a photographer have mm -hmm. a good side and a bad side it, it, is, uh, it usually comes down to where we part our hair mm -hmm. i have a very asymmetrical face because i had surgery on my face huh. so um in my late 20s i developed this like really rare um, tumor on my forehead and it was probably either from a mosquito bite or wow. a blemish that uh -huh. like a clogged pore and then... um, but it turned into like over like an eight month period of time it was called an acquired tufted angioma just to share the science um, which is almost never on the face and almost never in an adult so it was just very bizarre Wow. Um, but it was on my face for a very long time because we couldn't figure out what it was so it's like eight or nine months it grew um, and so what happened is I have a fa I had a fantastic plastic surgeon who sliced it off and had to take all the skin around it. So if you see here, like you oh, see quite the scar. I see now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and actually one of the things that I do, I'm, a, I'm also a commercial photographer, and I actually do photograph a lot of people who have been scarred mm -hmm. um, for personal injury attorneys. And just as a disclaimer, like it's it's always like the good guys and it's people who need photos because their insurance won't pay their medical of bills. Of course. Um, so I have a very different take on the industry than I did before. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but like whenever I photograph people, you know, we get so overwhelmed with our faces. Um, I'll photograph people who also have scars on their faces or people who are just self-conscious about it. And I'll tell people, look at me. I have a big scar on my forehead that you didn't see. Mm -hmm. And actually what I, one of the things that I love is the reason I part my hair to the side. So if you have these issues at home, if you have any, like the, asymmet the asymmetry of your face at home, my, um, because my forehead was shortened there, I have like a naturally raised eyebrow. Just like a little bit. Like if you Interesting. look, do you see it? I see it now. Yeah. So if you did not pull your hair back, mm -hmm. I would never have known. Mm -hmm. Or if, excuse me, because it's been so pulled back I had no idea yeah but like I because I photograph I know like I notice this stuff I look like completely kind of like normal and flat faced and like just like this is not as good of a side on my right side on my left side where I had a little surgery you want a little lift yeah it's a little it's a little lift it's like sexy yeah that's like my little Sherlock Holmes like that's good to know yeah and I will say like for anybody who's had anything traumatic happen to them because this was a big trauma to of me course. to have something oh. happen to my face yeah um, I am at the age where all of my friends are starting to talk Botox and starting to get injections. And I'm like, oh, it never occurred to me that I don't know if I'm going to need that in my forehead. Because it doesn't look like it. Yeah. I need it around here. <laughs> I need it in here. But these but, are yeah. our smiles. That's what, I, that's what I'm telling myself at the very least. These are my smile lines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Botox, here I come. But yeah, so these are things I tell clients. I'm like, you know, um, people get so self-conscious like, oh, this isn't perfect or that isn't perfect. Your imperfections, you can get to work for you. Exactly. Like, I look at this every day. It doesn't phase me at all, even though I have a huge, and now you see it, scar in, right in the middle of my forehead would never have known if you did yeah. not point it out but I, I I play to it I'm like all right that's where I'll, and I don't even hide it with a bang I like part my hair no. so that you see it because I've got the raised eyebrow I mean you're stunning you have great <laughs> facial structures so 
absolutely play it to your advantage. Yeah. And always photograph with your left side now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like I would think that you are working with people who some have probably had like a broken nose or maybe mm-hmm. they, are, they are in the middle of facial surgery transitions yep. where they have had maybe some work done or not all their work done. I'm going to mm-hmm. put my hair back up just softly. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to feel thin again, thin in my face. Um, but yeah, so... I feel like there are so many things that you teach us, you know, mm-hmm. image consultant Lindsay Taub, that <laughs> comes from so many years of experience and there's such a science behind it that it's hard for somebody to figure it out for themselves at home. Absolutely. Like the color. The, the color, color is tough. Color is tough and that's where I say if you really just don't know, that's where you should go to speak to your stylist. But or, hair is something that you, you these tips, I, people can start working on home on theirs. Absolutely. So, again, we're in 2019 going on 2020. Mm-hmm. You don't need a bouffant, big old look. Yeah. That's out the window. And that's, if you've learned nothing else from this podcast, be mindful of the height of your hair piece. Because, and I'm not suggesting you have to have natural hair. I understand there is a cost, too. Um Anything that is going to lay flatter on your head and give the appearance of a more natural look, you're already steps ahead of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That is a first and foremost. Then you just need to really look at your face shape and say, okay, well, where is it the widest? And what I would tell you to do is start looking at celebrities and see, is your face shape, does it look a little bit like this person? Does it look a little bit like that person? Are you the Jennifer Aniston where you're fuller mm-hmm. in the bottom half? Or are you that Halle Berry where, you know, you have the symmetry in your face where it's a little bit broader here and then it slowly slenderizes down? Are you that face shape? Are you more, you know, square? You just really have to look at yourself and think, okay be as objective as I possibly can and then once you've come to your conclusion of what your shape could be that's when I would start thinking of celebrities or just looking up celebrities go on you know the people magazine or find whatever magazine you know you possibly can there are hairstyle magazines out there find the model that Mm -hmm. has your face shape or similar to So one of the things that I'd love to have you come on the next podcast and talk about are some of the very obvious blunders that we see. Right. And um, I feel like you're mentioning, look at celebrities. One of the biggest blunders that I see of any client, but Mm -hmm. especially in the trans community, it's not just about looking at a celebrity, I love their style. You need to look at the age-appropriate celebrity. Absolutely. And I, I know um, I have clients that they don't transition until their 50s or 60s, mm-hmm. and they long for and they miss out on the formative years. Right. And they want to go for that young look right. of like the, the, the teenager, the 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say it. If you are 60, you do not get to wear Taylor no. Swift hair. And no. now she's turning 30, actually. So even oh, she's gosh. becoming somewhat age appropriate. Yeah. But like, you need to look at the celebrities who are your age mm-hmm. and see how they are wearing their stuff. Yeah. Because and they, their clothing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whether the hair, the clothing, the makeup, however, whoever it is, you have to find your demographic in that regard. Find yeah. the person that is around your age. You can wear s- certain hairstyles based off of your face shape. 
again, find the, the celebrity, find mm-hmm. the model that has that shape. Yeah. And do your research. Everything is really research. Now, granted, celebrities, I say it because it's the easiest to access. They have had their stylist. They have had their hairstylist. They have had an image consultant. They've had you. They've had me. Because you have worked with these people. Absolutely. You have worked with the top 1% ha- of the world. I have worked with, at one point, every celebrity on a magazine newsstand I have worked with. Yeah. It was the most. Oh, I can't wait to have some of these conversations <laughs> off camera. <laughs> like, I want some name dropping. I, 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 I have some names. But yeah. you know, at one point, I just, I'll never forget, I was walking on my way to work, looked at a bodega to grab a cup of coffee, and at one point, every single celebrity on the cover of a magazine I had either worked with, had met, or just in passing was in the location that I worked in. And it was just... I mean, that's the caliber of people you're working with. But there's a reason, like when we look at magazines, Mm -hmm. and you see Victoria Beckham... There's a or, reason her or hair Melania. Is the way. Oh, there's a reason why. Okay, perfect example. Melania Trump. She has a lot of angle, right? Mm-hmm. If you think she's about that, she's got that exotic got defined, look. Stunning, stunning, yeah. stunning, stunning. Her hair, it's soft and it's wavy and it's to offset her angular lines. Mm-hmm. Victoria Beckham has a dramatic look to her mm-hmm. and she has like a lob, you know, it's a long bob in case you don't know. Um, because she has the angular line, but she's playing to her features. Yeah. So, and she also has a side part in some of her pictures. Sometimes she'll have the center part, but the side part, it's elongating her face. You know who I also have in my head right now is somebody who is stunning for like an age-appropriate look. Mm-hmm. Like Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada. Yes. That was intense. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but she has, she is like almost, almost shaved coming up mm-hmm. and like the curl and softness yeah. coming down. Absolutely. Yeah. So it gives the, the aggressive, mm-hmm. but it's soft and approachable. Yeah. And, and it's sophisticated. It's absolutely sophisticated. And it's age appropriate. A hundred percent. And that's, that's really it. You have to be age appropriate as much as you might not want to be because you were missing out on the formative years. Mm-hmm. There are still ways to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. I actually um, answered a question. I do a weekly questionnaire. Um, oh, yes. I yes. love these. I've and, been wanting to mention this to our listeners. But yep. I, I actually just explained how to still look youthful and sexy, but you really have to be age appropriate and that's the breakdown of it Mm -hmm. you know in the most simplistic form of i had said between fabrics Mm -hmm. and patterns those are huge huge factors um but you really do need to make sure that you have the right fit for your body shape for what it currently is no one's gonna say victoria beckham isn't youthful or sexy looking Right. And she's over 40. I mean, she's, she's going to be close 40. to 50. And you know what? She still covers up, but mm-hmm. she does it in a way that's styled for her. Mm-hmm. And everybody can accomplish that. That's... And I feel like even if you look at our princesses, you know, you look at Kate Middleton, mm-hmm. you look at Meghan Markle, those Stunning. are, but those are also, I think of them as they're younger than me. Well, I guess. They're younger than me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're younger. Yeah, no, they're, they're both younger. <laughs> as as I like, mumble I think, through, I yeah. think they're younger than but, me. <laughs> but they dress in such a sophisticated manner. Absolutely. They are so grown up. Uh-huh. Um, and so sunny and so classy. It's classic. It's conservative. Mm-hmm. It's traditional. It's You see fit. that it's it fit. fitted. They have a gorgeous shape. 
without a lot of exposed, you know, no exposed cleavage. Princesses don't show cleavage. You don't need to flaunt your cleavage just because you have it. You don't need to flaunt it. And you know what? Yep. Let's save this for the next podcast because we are totally getting (laughs) into, um, and that, this is going to be a funny one because it's going to be very raw and honest. Brutally honest. Yeah. Things you should and should not be doing with your look from our amazing image consultant, Lindsay Taub. Thank you. And thank you for bringing this up. Yes, so um, definitely follow Lindsay Tab on Facebook because she will answer a question a week mm-hmm. about image. And like they, I mean, I'm loving them. I'm learning from them. They're, they're, oh, good. They're so fascinating. Good. I'm so glad. Now, yeah, please send me any and all questions. I will eventually answer them. I promise. And Lindsay, if somebody would like to work with you or find out more about you, I know you have a website. I do. Lindsay Tab, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-T-A-U-B. Huh. B, as in boy yeah dot com <laughs> yes and then you've got um somebody can call or text yes and what's my, your number my telephone number is 201-446-5262 and um you do email as well i definitely happily um accept email my email is lindsay l-i-n-d-s-e-y at lindsaytaub.com Okay, fantastic. Thank, Thank you so you. much for coming on the show. Oh, it was a pleasure. And again, lovely setting. Okay, and I cannot so. wait to have you back so we can talk about, you know, some some funny stuff, some red flags, some bloopers, some, yep. some <laughs> do's and don'ts for image. Absolutely. So okay. thank you again for having me. Yep, and up next on, uh, yeah, My Feminine Heart. Get ready. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs>